Let's Talk Small Business. I'm Windsor Dalton, a digital content and branding creator. And I'm Sasha Lavinka, a small business owner and digital ad junkie. We're best friends, pulling back the curtain to all things small business. Let's get started. We're here with Riley, Dal- or sorry, Riley Bolton of Riley Bolton Books, and she's very nervous. I'm moderately nervous. <laughs> Are you going to start laughing uncontrollably? Yeah, I hope she, not. <laughs> she just filled us in before here that she has a nervous laugh, so if we're talking about some heated topics, we might get some laughter. Well, here we are. But we're, we start off with everybody with rapid fire questions. All right. Single word or yes or no. And they're just fast to loosen you up that was, we didn't send you. Yeah, I did not get these to prepare for. Okay. <laughs> do you want to start? Sure. Do you have your own Netflix account or do you use someone else's? Definitely someone else's. <laughs> I don't have any of my own accounts. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Ooh, either a good craft beer, like an IPA or a sour, or if it's liquor, a spicy margarita. Mmm, delish. If you could relocate to anywhere in the U.S., where would you live? Hmm, that's tricky. Um, I mean, I love living in Raleigh, so I would maybe just go back there, but then I'd be giving up all my free babysitters It's like you pick family. a state. Oh, then not, not No, not North Carolina. Oh, if I had to move out of here? Yeah, that's the question. Um... Maybe to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. I love Nashville. Okay. <laughs> Nash Vegas. Judgment looks. No, um, I love Nashville. Would you go on reality television? Yeah. Yes. I wanted to audition for Bad Girls Club when I was in <laughs> you college. You did? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Strongly considered, but I was like, mm, this may like negate my college degree if I... <laughs> Riley also used to um, want to be like a video girl in music videos. Despite like, having no experience dancing whatsoever. I love this. Okay. Yeah. She went through a, fa- a couple phases. Good. Um, who's your favorite celebrity? Mm, Chrissy Teigen. Ugh, really? She's canceled. She's the worst. Okay, apparently I'm not up to date on things, <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess you're not going to pick a new one. Okay, <laughs> name a shopper's remorse item you have. That's hard. I can't even think of the last time I really shopped. Okay, mm-hmm. this is like not a fun shopping purchase, but I like kind of had a panic attack one day that I was going to get carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> and I bought like a three pack of carbon monoxide detectors and they're still sitting in the box from months ago when I ordered them. So probably regret <laughs> that because I don't know if we'll ever even install them. <laughs> I was thinking I must have written this down wrong. What's it called when you don't buy something? Regret. No, yeah, but that's what the, that's what I meant. Oh, something. Like something you thought about, and then you're like, no, I'll wait. And then you went back, and it was gone, or you left, or whatever. Oh, when I was in New York City in 2012, I had just graduated college. Ian and I went, and um, we stayed at Caroline's brother's apartment. And oh, yeah. um, we had, like, no money, because I had just graduated college. And I found the most amazing dress that was white, and it had, like, scalloped edges on the bottom and a cute cutout of the back. And I had no reason to buy it, no occasion, and it was, like, $400. But it was still, I think, my favorite clothing item I've ever seen. And I was like, I can't rationalize spending $400 when I don't need this for anything. And I didn't buy it. And I've always been like, God, I should have just bought that dress. I could have found something to wear it to, and I still think about it to your 10 book years tour. later. Mm. Could afford Opportunity <laughs> missed. I mean, yeah. Right. Okay, just a couple. Did more. you have something else you thought? No, that was of? The, that was oh, what oh, I meant okay. to ask. Yeah. What was your last Google search? <clears throat> um, to search up someone's last name that I went to high school with that I like couldn't think of. That's good. Okay. One thing that's always in your purse. Hand sanitizer. I love hand sanitizer. Runs in the family. <laughs> and in my car Makes and you all feel the places. Clean. Yeah. Describe yourself in one word. Author. Author. I would say bold. Yeah. That's good. You're That's definitely a good bold. One. Yeah. Okay, and last one, this is more than one word, but what would be your real housewives tagline? Oh gosh. This is kinda of hard on the spot. What do you think it should be? <laughs> I have one. Okay. Do you? I could think of one. Okay. I got drugged, but I'm still here. <laughs> That's good. You could do like Heather DeBros where it's like, um, what was hers where it was like, 
if it's something something then try it my way it was something about like whatever i'll look I, it up maybe mine could be like you could do it your way but it would be wrong oh that's a good one yeah that is a good one that's kind of like what hers was like but okay anyway do you feel warmed up yeah okay wait did we mention that you guys are related yeah that's what i was just gonna say so oh. for anyone that's um i still always go to call you riley dalton but I, sorry i know you've been married fine. for like five years but anyway riley bolton is my sister older sister um and she's here because she has written a juicy true novel called called it was fun until it wasn't and it's available now on amazon you can either just search it was fun until it wasn't oh i should add it to my storefront you should remind me to do that i have a book section so oh. i'll add it to my storefront too um but it's a really juicy easy read and we're going to talk all things about promotion creation and the story of it but just to give everyone like a people that maybe don't know just let's start off with like a brief synopsis of like what this story is even about so this story is a hundred percent true like Windsor said I did not fluff it up or embellish on anything I kind of just wanted to like get the point out and not try to like go on about irrelevant details um, but it's about a girl that I met in 2013 we were best friends up until 2017 when Am I allowed to say bad words? Yeah. yeah. Okay, when shit our hit the fan. <laughs> our channel's explicit. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for like uh, a little over four years. And um, we lived together. She was one of my bridesmaids, like knew my family well. And I thought I knew her in and out, like truly best friends. And really in October of 2017, kind of everything I thought I knew came crashing down so I guess that's the best I can say without giving away too much or should I say more? give a little bit yeah, more, juice. more more um so shortly after I met her a couple months in she was diagnosed with a really rare type of cancer um, and had a mastectomy and went through treatments went into remission treat uh, then kidney failure from all her cancer treatments, cancer came back on and on. I mean, I can't even go through all of the, her medical things. Um, she dealt with a lot of things, other types of trauma, like suicide attempt, rape, um, just a lot. Um, but then in October of 2017, in the middle of the night, I got a really crazy phone call and from there, things started spiraling out of control, um, and I found out that she was not who I thought she was at all. And that's how the book starts. I it's chills. It's really <laughs> juicy. It starts right at the phone call. Yeah. That's great. That's a great hook. Yeah. Actually. Um, I was just asking this before, but did you go to school for writing or English, or are you a writer? So I've always liked writing and it's always been my outlet. Like even if I'm mad at someone, like Windsor's probably gotten letters from me of like, <laughs> I just need to get it all out and I do that better on paper because I'm the type of person that like, I start getting angry and like frustrated. And so if I'm face to face, sometimes I lose my words. So I've always liked writing. I majored in psychology, so I had to write, you know, a lot in college. And ironically, I thought about this the other day, one of my professors, when I turned in a paper, she wrote, gave me like a C on it one time. And I was like, the hell? She's like, yeah, you could really benefit from using our writing center. And I was oh. like, I've never been told that I needed help <laughs> with my writing in my whole life. Like all through high school, I was almost done with college at this point, And she referred me to the writing center. Wow. So, bitch, look at her what now. What a bitch. Send her a copy yeah. of this book. <laughs> Send her a side copy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the psychology <laughs> degree probably honestly helped you at least process some of this maybe yeah so i tried going to therapy right after it happened because i was like just consumed with it and it was like not even that i was upset but it was like my reality was just like totally i was like what is even real like i have no idea what's going on i don't know what was real what wasn't real who she was was this a lie was that true like everything i started thinking so i went to therapy and in the hour session, you know, I'm trying to like get through the crucial parts. And at the end, the lady just looked at me and was like jaw dropped. And she was like, wait, 
Okay, I have some questions, and I'm thinking her questions are going to be like about me processing it, and she just has like juice questions, like wanting to know more about the story, and I was oh like, my God. this is no more helpful than me venting to my friends. So after that, I was you like... You only went once? Yeah, I was like, this was a total waste of time and money. Like you... Yeah. I was like, what can someone even help me with? Like, you know, I'm not... I don't know. So I wrote it, and that's how I started writing the book. Um, right after that session? Or I, like that year? So... Initially, when everything came out in October, um, Marie, who is who the book is about, not her real name, mm -hmm. but um, her mom was also like, what the hell is going on? So a couple of our friends from Charlotte, who were all mutual friends with Marie, um, were like, okay, let's just all get on a Google Doc where we can like live edit, you know, like you can say this happened and I can add on, we can, you know, say what she told us. And within like an hour, we had 12 pages of like <gasps> single spaced stuff, just like everybody getting out their piece. And so we were like, okay, this is a good starting point to send to her mom to like send to Marie's therapist because her mom was still like, she doesn't need inpatient help. We'll take her to therapy once a week. And we were like, well, and also just for the listeners, she had told it was like a full web. So it was like every different person in a different location and you find this out in the book, but was getting different things. So you guys were doing this to even figure out, like, does this person know about, quote-unquote, cancer? Does this person know about the rape? Like, does... Yeah. Because everyone had a different version of her. And then she told different people. Like, she told me she would hang out with the girls she worked with all the time and never would include me. And I'd be like, like, what in the world? And she'd be like, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of like bitchy and she just doesn't really like you so i was like well then fuck her i don't like her either. you know like i don't want to hang out with her but then turns out like now i'm friends with some of those girls and they're like yeah we that was never the case like she would say the same thing about you she just tried to distance all the people in her life so that no one would get together like we did and be like wait a minute none of this is adding up so anyway we started the google doc and we sent that to her mom but after that sometime after i was like i feel like i just still have some like writing to do to process this. So I started it out not with the way the intro is now, starting with the call. I just started it out from like the day I met her and like how it all happened. And then I updated it some over the years as like things happened and I like randomly heard from her or like heard of things about her. Um, and then recently I was like, I have this thing in my Google Drive, like I should just publish it. So I like went in and kind of polished it and gave like each section a title and, you know, a nice intro and made it like book worthy. And then here we are. Wow. And let's talk a little bit about how you got, because you totally skipped the whole, I wor I've worked with um, people trying to get things published. Uh -huh. And there's so many, so much red tape of like, approvals and edits and cover art and then one of the biggest things that we'll talk about this too but is most people that i've worked with at least um to publish your work want you to have a decent instagram social media following of some level but you just kind of skipped right through all of that with the power of amazon yeah so <laughs> when i first thought about publishing it i was like okay how do you publish a book? Like, I have no idea what this entails. Um, and I knew three different people who had published books. Two were just children's books, and they had both gone through Kindle Direct Publishing, which is through Amazon. And then the third person actually went through a publisher. So I had a call with him, talked about everything. He put me in contact with his person. And I was like, okay, well, first things first, I'm just going to get a copyright for my book. So I submitted that, which took longer than I thought. I, I don't know why I was thinking that like in like a day or two, they'd be like, yep, approved. But I guess they like truly read everything and like mm -hmm. make sure it's yours. So that took, I don't know, maybe a month or two. And then I was like, all right, now I've got to decide. Um, and I, I guess when you submit to copyright, your information is given to publishers. So I talked to probably three or four different publishing agencies oh, that were that. like, hey, we'd be interested in it. And I was like, I mean, sure, what's the deal, but all of them required some upfront money. I mean, and some of it mm. wasn't even a lot. I mean, like 500 bucks or whatever, but they want to use, like, they want their editor to read it. They want, you know, like, all, like you said, all the red tape and all the things, and then they have control over, like, where it's sold, what you can do with it, all that. So I was like, I don't really, like, I, I realized after talking to people that I can do the Amazon publishing. And then if I decided one day to like sell to a publisher, I can.
but it's harder to go the other way. Like once you've committed to somebody, you can't really go mm. back. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to just keep myself. Like one of the people were like, well, you realize that now your book isn't going to be in Barnes and Noble. I was like, who goes to Barnes and Noble right. to buy their books? Yeah. Like, that's not my concern at this moment. Like Amazon will be just fine. So yeah, I did Kindle Direct Publishing. It was pretty straightforward. Um, the formatting was probably the hardest part. Luckily, I had a graphic design brother to make my cover. Um, <laughs> it's a great cover. Yeah, but... Uh, well, and what I think is so cool about this is that you don't have to keep stock. Mm-hmm. So that's right. like every salesperson's dream. So Amazon literally prints these based on the order on demand and it's still prime, which is like, I don't really even know how they're able to do that, but that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And then it required literally no money upfront for me besides the $65 to get a copyright, which would have had to be done regardless. So how did you go about getting the copyright? How do, how do There's like do a that? US agency that does it. So okay. you have to just fill out their form online and submit it to them and then they send you the approval in a very official document in the mail okay yeah that's good heavy paper yeah great hmm so you go through all this therapy you do all this stuff and then i feel like just talking to you personally through this like you kind of did this on a whim but were you nervous to like I keep telling Riley I'm scared she's going to get murdered or something. I mean... But were you scared to put... I mean, I know you've changed the names and it's all true, but like outside of even the fear of the main character, like were you scared to just like put yourself out there as saying like, this is my story and now everybody can know? Um, I mean, I I feel like I have nothing to hide in the story, so people knowing the story itself wasn't really a fear. in the recent days, now that I'm like really trying to start like getting it out there, I kind of have the like, is my work good enough to really push it out into the real world and like me be an author? Is that a thing? But I mean, I feel like overall, I'm just excited to do it and I have no fear at all of Marie. She's clearly a coward, which is why I haven't talked to her since the day she left my house when everything happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And she lives across the country now and has blocked me on Every she's now deleted her Instagram um, and blocked me on because Riley's been trying to send her links to the book. Are you kidding? And okay, so listen to this. She's bold. <laughs> yes. I DM'd wow. her friend that lives in Arizona, and I was like, just a warning. And she was like, yeah, like someone would just DM me if they were really friends with her. I was like, so I sent her a picture from my Instagram of me and Marie, and I was like, I mean. You can clearly see this is on my Instagram page and we're, we were clearly friends. Like, this wasn't fake. She's blocked me. She's like, well, if she's blocked you, then she doesn't want to hear from you. I was like, correct, which is why I'm warning you that she's a psychopath. And she was like, well, this just says more about you than it does about my sweet friend. And I was like, well, in all honesty, best of fucking luck. Like, <laughs> I wish you well. I wish someone had warned me about her before. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was telling our cousin this the other day. I was like... If someone sent me something, even about like my mom or anyone saying like, hey, I know something about like, that would pique my interest. I'm sure. I feel like you never, no one ever thinks their husband's cheating on them or like someone's living a double life. Like that's why it happens to people. So I feel like, I don't know how, but she has viewed my TikTok since. So I guess it piqued her interest a little. The girl or the Marie? The girl. Uh, Marie has not. She blocked me as soon as I followed. The friend. The friend has... Two of her friends have viewed oh, my TikTok. See, now they're Ooh. fans. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, well, let's get into social, speaking of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Riley's been a very good student. <laughs> Me being a boomer and all. Well, I keep joking <laughs> that she's a boomer. But um, so this is stuff that you and I talk about yeah. all the time. But so you started putting it out just on like personal social media pages, like I posted it on my story, like friends, everybody was doing it and you were getting like really decent orders Mm -hmm. and all of that. But so after your kind of like immediate bubble boiled down, Riley was like, well, how can we keep getting this out there? So I was like, you got to get on social media, especially TikTok, because like that's going to be your best bet to just like blow up. Mm-hmm. and not have any audience mm-hmm. well post <laughs> i go over to riley's house we set up the lights we set up the tripod all this stuff i try pre- really hard I try really hard those student. were those were all pretty good and then 
Riley's doing, this is why people need to listen to our tips and tricks. Yeah. <laughs> because you're doing a good job, but there was just like a couple little things. So you probably had posted four videos up until this point. There's like a couple little things I'm like, we need to tweak this. And then also because you're not as native to TikTok as like a user, I was like, let me find some things that we can replicate with your own spin on it. First one Riley does like that. What is it at now? 1.4 million. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is that not insane? And so funny story, two kids that I have taught in the past, like 10 years ago, one from Charlotte and one from Carrie, have commented on it and been like, uh, hi, I think you were my math teacher in sixth grade. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. Hope you're doing well. So it's definitely reaching a lot of people. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up so I can read through your numbers. I have like over 100,000 likes, I think. That's amazing. Okay, so your first video, I remember we posted it and we broke 1,000 views for the very first video. That's and we good. were like, that's pretty good because normally it's like stuck at two to 300. Did, did you use hashtags for that one? We did, yeah. And I think you've kind of exper like changed some of them yeah. out. But so we were at like, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand, whatever. So this one's now... The viral one, which was your one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh video you posted. And this has all been in a week, two weeks. Yeah. Your seventh video has 162.1 thousand likes, 161 comments, 2,279 saved, and 152 forwards. Wow. And that has now made your next video went up to 93,000 views. 5,800 likes and all of these other ones now, which I look at this in my insights, it'll tell you once you get more followers, you'll be able to look at that. But it'll break it down and say like, like for these other videos, but it'll tell you that like that viral video, all these other ones, the views are coming from people that are like, who's this girl? Mm -hmm. Go to your profile and then start going through all your videos. So that means a huge chunk of these people have looked at every video. Right. And I've noticed all the other videos went from only having like two or 300 views to like, I think some of them have a couple thousand. Now, oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. and then what we're working towards too right now is once you get to a thousand followers, you can do the link in mm -hmm. bio, but we have it. It's very easy. You can search on Amazon. But that's what, like, we were talking about. It's like if 1% of those, like, that's a million people. If 1% goes on Amazon and spends $10 on a book, you're the math I mean, teacher. Even, I don't well, I don't, get, <laughs> I don't get all $10. But, um, yeah, I mean, even if half a percent of those people would buy a book, I would make tens of thousands of dollars. It's amazing. So, but then a lot of people have commented and been like, just tell us what happens. I'm not buying the book. And I'm like, <laughs> it's Ugh. clearly too much to tell you in a TikTok if it's a book. Like, right. Lazy. Like, yeah. Lazy people. I but, have gotten several requests for audiobook. I have too, but I mean, who's going to read it? You? I love audio. I love audio. But I mean, that means I have to record the whole thing. Yes. How long is that going to take me? Years, probably. You know Years? what you could do? No. We could just make, you could do record it one day or record it in pieces and we can upload it to our podcast channel. Oh, yeah. People could stream it that way. So we get the cash. True. Well, what does that do for me? <laughs> just gets your story out there, I guess. Uh, I did submit recently to the Something Was Wrong podcast. What's like, that? Oh. Probably several people commented on the videos and then like, our other cousin told me a couple people have been like, this is the perfect story for something was wrong. I guess it's just like stories. I don't really listen to podcasts a whole lot, um, but it's just stories of like, like this, like crazy mm -hmm. things oh, okay. that you figure out. And um, I DM them on Instagram and they're like, yeah, all you can really do is submit. We get a ton. So like it does take us a while to go through everything. Send them a signed book. That's what you need to do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That is a good idea. Yeah, with a note inside. This is why I need you guys to yeah. know, like, what's my next move? Also, there's a great podcast called uh, Reply All that has these, like, random crazy stories like this. They would love that, too. And, yeah, definitely just send physical copies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like, books are such a great thing because people will, one, just buy them on a whim because it's $10. Give it as a gift. And then, two, it's like... They're so it's it's applicable to basically anyone over the age of like sixteen. I feel like would be interested in reading it to yeah. any age. So you could sell a lot. Yeah. Millions of copies. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like lifetime. 
So I actually was at a party last Friday and this guy's like, well, I mean, obviously you don't have to tell me everything and I'm sure you get a lot of questions, but like, what's the gist of the book? And so I'm telling him and he was like, that sounds like a Lifetime movie. My uncle actually does most of the Lifetime movies. I was like, stop. Shut up. And so we're now following each other on Instagram and I DM'd him the link um, to buy. I mean, so will he buy it? Will he tell his uncle? Who knows? But... I feel like that when I initially wrote it all, that was my thought before I thought publishing it. I was like, this needs to either be like a Netflix miniseries mm-hmm. or um, a Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great, like, The Big Little Lies style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any regrets now that the book is published? So I did initially, but the fun thing about my publishing is I can, so I didn't realize that it wasn't going to have page numbers when I first, when it first got printed. And when it came, I was like, how is anyone supposed, like, how are you supposed to know, you know, if like he called me, I was like, oh, this part. And I was like, how do I find it? Like, I don't know where it is. So it now, if you order it, has page numbers. And there was one typo in it that, of course, everyone felt the need to be like, there's a typo. I was like, yeah, I didn't have an editor and I did this all by myself. So like, it's really impressive. Did the best here. You did and this it wasn't by even yourself. A, it was like I typed the word or instead of of. So oh. it was like, like a literal typo. But anyway, I fixed that and um, added page numbers and then just resubmitted it to Amazon. So they keep what you have until they approve your new version and then they just replace it. And since they print as they're ordered, it's like they don't care if you make changes. So That's I went great. in, made the change. And so now... I think you were probably right about I should have put something on the back. That's cover. what I was just gonna say. We should still. That seems like it's, an easy thing. It to is. Change I can out. resubmit the cover, um, but I didn't know if you. And like a little bio. Yeah. Even just about that you went to Chapel Hill or whatever, but. Yeah. I mean, I really like this copy and the size of it. And I told Riley it reminds me of when, um, back when I took acting classes. <laughs> but like when you would get little like scripts, that's what it reminds me of, mm-hmm. and that kind of felt easier for me to read. Yeah. It's a little bigger than a regular book, I feel like. Yeah, most books that are that size are a little bit thicker. And they had like a ton of different options, but it was like defaulted to that size. And I was like, I mean, if that's what they think this needs to be, then like, great. I like how the the font is large, too. Yeah. Yeah, makes it easy to read. Yeah, it makes it really easy to read. Yeah. So in this process, have you felt more like an author or like you're trying to run a small business selling books i mean initially when it came out i feel like i was kind of just like okay great i published a book and i like sent a snapchat to a few people and then everyone was like wait (laughs) what you wrote a book and i was like yeah and then windsor was like you have to like you could sell this like you need to promote it and not just like get your friends and family to buy it so then since I have started um, pimping myself out, as Windsor says, mm-hmm. I, I definitely to. feel like I'm running a business because I'm like a stay-at-home mom. So trying to find time when like no one's screaming or like my boobs not out breastfeeding that I can like <laughs> record a TikTok and like respond to comments and like do all the things. I feel like I really am like having to get regimented about like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this time to like making TikToks and dealing with that. I'm going to make this time to like try to promote on Instagram. I'm going to do this to try to learn Canva and make a thing to post on my Instagram about the events coming up. Yeah. Like I feel like now I am. It's like he told me the other day, he's like, you just have to lean into this. And that's mm-hmm. really what I feel like I'm doing is like, now's the time that I have to just go like all in on all the avenues and like do my best to make it be something and hope that it does. And if not, I, at least I can say I tried. Well, they told us when we filmed our reality TV show pilot, and I think this is such good advice, is that people have to put you in like a box. And they told us all like the first day we filmed our thing to wear very specific outfits or colors to be like, she's the girl in the red dress. She's the bitch. She's the whatever. But it's like, you have to just have people say like, oh, Riley, she's the girl with the book. Like, and it has to be that connection. Mm-hmm. And then I think because it's on Amazon and it's so easily accessible for anyone to purchase and like, you don't feel sketchy going to some website and buying it. Cause that's a thing that a lot of small business owners struggle with is that it's like, I mean, and you know this and from a thousand shipping things, and all shipping things. and yeah. filling out all your information and then being like, what if it doesn't come? What if I have to make a return? Like whatever. And this is like taking all the risk out of all yeah, of that. It's really mm-hmm. smart. 
I also love how all of the TikToks look the same. You're in the room and it's you speaking and people remember your face that way. I think mm -hmm. that's really smart the way you're doing it. Well, that's just where I had good lighting, but that's good to know that <laughs> yeah. that's a technique. I'll add that yeah. to my... <laughs> I <laughs> sent him one video one day and I was like, that's tell me if this say. is good. And it was not in that room and he was like, you, I did a, like a effect, a makeup well, no, effect. No, no, Riley. I was sick. Riley sent me one while she's sick, with like no makeup on, no hair in the car or whatever, with like the car seat in the back. And I was like, you know, there's filters you can put a little makeup on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So then I try again, and I send it to him. But not in the, not facing a light source. Oh. I had the light to my back. I didn't. Know. Oh no. And so he was like, you look like a drag queen. I was like, okay, but the content. He said I couldn't even pay attention because you looked so ridiculous. Oh, and I God. was like. So. But I keep telling Riley, and I was talking to you about this mm -hmm. the other day too. We have a younger cousin, Sydney, who is in 11th grade, 10th grade, something. But she's like prime Gen Z. Mm -hmm. Like has grown up with that, is very active on social media, is always posting, posting these TikToks and stuff that we're like, All the oh, trends. My, oh my gosh, we think you're like an eight-year-old, but you're on here dancing, whatever. And I've told Riley, I'm like, market to Sydney right now because like you're so early in this and that's the biggest population of people on TikTok are these kids like Gen Z kids and like they're gonna be what builds you up to that wave and then it's like now even if your next videos are getting 10,000 views or whatever it's like that's a more specific and engaged audience but like the one that went viral was like kind of silly yeah so silly. oh yeah it was so gotta just think about that stuff what are most of the comments like um so a lot of the people have just been like what what's the story like excuse me like that type of thing then there have been a few trolls like one guy was like i bet that after she drugged you she went and slept with your husband to be and i was like no he said i read that one he said she's doing this because she probably cheated on her husband the night before Oh, me? Yeah, they were saying, like, you're posting this to be like, I was drugged. Well, that some other girl was like, you think you look crazy in your wedding? That's what people just say they were drugged to write off their bad behavior. I was like, you're missing a, a whole 24-hour <laughs> period, girlfriend. I was fine at my wedding, and I'm not ashamed of my behavior. Hence the fact I just posted it on TikTok. Like, yeah. this happened the night before my wedding. And, but yeah, it's just, and then on the one where I clarified, all these people are, like, giving me, like, drug names they're like was it this and i'm like and people are like how do you know it was a lie maybe it wasn't a lie maybe it was a benadryl and i'm like i i'm not gonna sit here and argue <laughs> with you about how i know but i know and they'll like, come for you for anything yeah and then that one moonshine or whatever her name girl what? moon i don't know some weird name it's like going in on other people's comments and like well, she shouldn't have taken a pill from someone if she didn't know what it was. And I'm like, okay, well, she was my best friend. And at the time, I thought I did know what it was, which is why I took it. Like, I'm not a drug user by any means here. I wasn't just like, yeah, let's get fucked up on my night before my wedding. Like, that wasn't the goal here. I was, like, having pre-wedding jitters and just, like, wanted to sleep because I'm the type of person that, like, even if I have, like, a doctor's appointment at 8 a.m., I wake up, like, 12 times in the night, like, oh, I overslept. And then right. I... Oh, I didn't. I can go back to sleep. So, like, I knew that was going to happen the night before the wedding. Well, and it's kind of like a double-edged sword, this stuff, because on the one hand, you've had a lot of good comments where it's like, wait, how did you end up writing the book? Whatever. That's, like, giving you stuff to feed yeah. new content. But on the other hand, and I've run into this, too, you really have to be pretty calculated with this stuff because people... I was just listening to Heather McDonald's podcast with Spencer Pratt from the Hills. Mm, so good. And he was like, I've never seen a generation of people think that their opinion has to be heard more than Gen Z on TikTok. And he was like, they cannot not say something. Mm -hmm. But it's like with that, and Riley was saying like that Ian, her husband was like, well, just say this, like that'll make it more simple. And she was like, no, I don't want to say anything that's not true. The whole point of this book is that it's like totally true, but it's like you have to be so prepared for that because people are going to pick apart yeah. literally anything they can and try to discredit you on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like your experience as a teacher has helped you deal with these immature Gen Z trolls? <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like... 
Like one girl was like, I bet you paid to promote this video. And I'm like, no, you coming and taking your time to comment is promoting my video. Like, I'm, I don't really feel phased with them. Some other girl yeah. was like, your vibe is off. I was like, then scroll on, girl. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't care. But yeah, I think being a teacher, you definitely have to get that thick skin of like knowing that people aren't going to necessarily like you. And that's not my problem. If you Great. don't like me, that's a you thing. Yeah. Just see, Sometimes like though, it still gets under your skin. And Riley called me about someone the other day and I was like, <laughs> I know how it feels. But I was like, you got to just block. If it gets to that point, you got to block. It's true. You have to block. Well, a it lot was of bothering people. me because she was like, "I'm fine for her, the girl, to comment and me comment back," but she's like going into what other people are saying, and when she started attacking my book and being like, "This wasn't anything worth writing a book about," all she did was take a Benadryl. I was like, "Bitch, have you read the book? This is not what it's about at all. That's like a paragraph of a whole novel." So like, stop. Mm -hmm. Like now you're messing with my money. So like. Don't don't go talking like that. Yeah. Did you block her? No, she just quieted down eventually. Oh, okay. But I think Did you other... tell her off? Yeah, I told her multiple times that like she was just pretty much an idiot. But I love that. I have people do that to me all the time, and at some point you got to you're just like, who is who cares this much about someone they don't know? They're such losers. It's... Like <laughs> it's so incredible to me how many loser trolls there are. It's out crazy. There. It's really well, like ninety-nine percent of them are the people that would never say something to your face. No, they don't have a profile photo. Right. They have a private account or no videos. Nothing. Yeah. I saw this comedian the other day, and not that this is only Gen Zs, because it could be anybody. But she was like, Gen Zs are the only generation that will respect your pronouns, but not you. <laughs> and that was true. Like, That's such a good way to put it, because they're so mean. But they're you know, so mean. I was reading in my UNC alumni magazine maybe a month or two ago, they had an article about how technology and specifically social media is affecting like the whole generation. And they were talking about kids that are getting smartphones and like TikToks and Snapchats and everything at like 10 or 12 years old when their brains are truly like not formed at all, that it's completely rewiring their brains. And it was saying that from the research they've done of like scans of these kids' brains that have like had like social media from the age of 12 and now they're 18 or whatever, that like they are physically not capable of sitting down for like one hour to read a book. Like they can't do it. Their brains just can't. So like to your point saying that you have to make your TikToks like let's go, skip, mm -hmm. cut the fat, let's keep it interesting. Like it's not their fault, but they yeah. scrolled so long. They're, it, they're addicts. Their yeah. brain addicts. cannot function and pay attention. So like that's my only hesitation with TikTok is I'm hoping that once these Gen Z's that like don't want to sit down and read a book stop being my audience and like i have a real audience of people who do want to read a book mm -hmm. um yeah because i'm feeling like the gen z's aren't aren't it well that's where the audiobook comes in yeah too though you know so they can be doing or, like five things at once and doing an audiobook yeah yeah yep. maybe mm -hmm. i should get to recording that yes it won't take you that long yeah. it's not that long and Probably a few people a have weekend. asked me to make it on a kindle format which is also not a ton of work but it's just oh, like yeah like kind of monotonous going into the pages and reformatting every yeah. single page to make it. Get an intern. Welcome so we to small business. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so what's next for social? Are you going to keep posting like I'm telling you to? Yeah, I've gone back to having a private Instagram account. So I was private when I first said everything about it. I went public for a while when I was like, for like the week that I was like really trying to promote it. But then I was like, all right, my kids are on my Instagram. Like, eh, maybe one day I'll make a business account for my book. You but I should. was like, I'm. You should just, you already have the content. Yeah. So you should just go ahead and make a new Instagram and just be posting each of your TikToks as a reel. Okay. Just save them yeah. on TikTok and post. Or like if you have the raw video, just do that. And then you could even just be like, uploading like those the picture of your tutoring child's mom like holding it and being like so excited so-and-so's got it like just whatever for someone to and yeah. then instagram right away you'll be able to have the link yeah so that mm -hmm. would be a plus yeah that'd be so great. yeah that and then i have actually i'm gonna do a book signing so that will be my next avenue of promoting that um when is that for all of our local people january 28th at 2 p.m a Saturday at Jugheads um, in Winston-Salem, Winston North Carolina, which yep. is right by the old Little Richards. If someone doesn't know where that it's on is, on Country Club, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they're posting it on their social. Um, I'm posting it on mine and hopefully word spreads. Like there's already a bunch of random people that have responded to the Facebook event that I'm like, oh, they'll never heard of your name, but that's great. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, that. really it's like, I'm trying to figure out, like I want everyone to come cause it'll just be fun, but like, it's not going to sell me any books for the people that have already read the book to come. So I need mm-hmm. pe- new people to come and either order the book ahead of time in order to come to the event or buy, I am going to have copies there to buy a copy from me. Are you going to do a reading at it? Like a, a part? Cause I've seen that before. Like, you oh, know, yeah. when we're in sex in the city yeah. when she has the book and she just reads like a paragraph or yeah. something. Definitely. You think? Yeah. And you're going to sign them, right? Yeah. yeah. I got to work on my signature. And you got to get some good Sharpies. Yeah. 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 Well, this is where the PR comes in where you got to be your own press agent mm-hmm. as a small business and yeah. reach out to all the local like Winston people and there's yeah. some like there actually are some local influencers too that you can reach out to but I was saying like um best of Winston Oh yeah. Yeah. I've worked great. why am I we never confirmed anything, but I've worked with her on behalf of other people, and she's very nice. So I don't oh, remember great. if it was her or one of the other Winston accounts has like res- follows me and has like responded to my stories before of other stuff, or like we've DM'd a few times, but this was all prior to the book. So yeah, um, yeah, that would I didn't even think to do. See, these are the things that I'm like la la la. I posted on my Instagram story <laughs> yeah. one time, great. <clears throat> and Winston's like, no, you've got to keep going. So like, mm-hmm. but it makes it's like. Like, that's why they call it going viral, but it's kind of like COVID or whatever, any other virus. But it's like, if you get somebody that has access to that many people, and then we always say like word of mouth is still the most powerful. Mm -hmm. So it's like Ben's parents, for example, like maybe they're not seeing your social media stuff, but like when they're here, I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to read this. Like, it's so juicy or whatever. And like, that will expand. Yeah. Even with other influential people on social, I mean, you could send them a book and they would just post it in their story yeah i'm sure there's tiktokers that are, are like influencers that are like they just read books like book so that's gonna people. be my next thing i have to talk to my manager over here about is <laughs> for my book signing i can order authors copies of my book from amazon where i only have to pay what it costs for them to print the book which mm-hmm. is like two dollars and some change or something Great. i also have to pay shipping which is annoying but it still comes out way cheaper than me ordering a book for the 10.99. So I'm trying to figure out like, obviously that would be what I'll do to send books, signed copies to people to get them to read it. But like how many books do you need at a book signing? Cause I don't want to have like a hundred and then sell 10 and I'm $200 in the hole of, you know, buying books. You use the rest of those books to send yeah. to influencers. O- Oprah's book club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Shot in the dark, who cares? Like, you never know. I sent Oprah, remember? O Magazine, I sent her my product and I was this close to getting into the favorite things. So if you package it in a very cool way, they're going to open that. This is, again, a a thing I'm going to need help with Mm -hmm. because I would have just probably put it in an envelope. You also could get, um, for your signing for the back, you could get those like silver or gold metallic So I actually have some of those. That would be good. Yeah. But I would probably buy, well, what I was thinking, I know this might not be the most cost effective, but I would probably just buy them from Amazon because won't that bump you up because you'd have more book sales? Um, like a number one trend, because you were number yeah. one trending your first week or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, but I don't know what that does. It's all like genre based, so I don't know if that's going to like put it, I don't think it would be worth the amount of money it would cost me to do. Yeah. I mean, if I need to buy a hundred books and I'm paying $11 a piece for them, that's a pretty hefty investment versus two something a piece. I could get a hundred books for $200. Yeah, just yeah. do that. I would do a hundred. Yeah. Well, so far I'd only ordered 10, so I'm glad we brought this up. <laughs> I would order a hundred and plan to like plan at minimum that you would either, cause like what you could do too is, here we go. Everyone that's at this event, enter to win a free signed book by following you and commenting on your last reel of your newest Instagram page you're gonna make or TikTok. Yeah. And then pick somebody from that, give a book away. I also thought about like talking to Ben, the guy that owns Jugheads and saying like, if you buy a book while you're here, you get a free beer. 
because if I'm gonna make like seven or eight dollars off of each book that's sold and I have to pay for them to have a five dollar beer I would still make in the green two or three dollars per book and maybe it would incentivize people to buy it and then if they buy it and read it and like it and tell someone else like I don't know though mm -hmm. yeah I think a hundred's definitely reasonable yeah for sure okay well mm -hmm. better get to order I mean because yeah. like I'll I, like we only have one I'll probably buy another one just to be festive <laughs> Like yeah, uh, any of them. our friends that are com will come, like we'll tell Jordan, like whoever, yeah. like people to come, every person will buy one. Yeah. So. And then I'm hoping people that are just like Ben was saying, like come at, you know, telling me what times to come on a Saturday. And he was like, even people that like wouldn't come because it's an event that are just there drinking are going to be like, oh, for 10 bucks. Sure. Like what's yeah. this? And buy a book. So. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll order a hundred. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I didn't even think of like sending them to people. Oh yeah, big time. I mm -hmm. would send. I would order a hundred, and then whatever you have left over, we'll create a game plan. Because like, if you have ten left over, that's a different story. If you have fifty, you know, you could send twenty to influencers, twenty to people that are making lists and stuff like that. But I mean, we talk. We tell people all the time that we work with. It's like even if I I used to think about this all the time. If you go to a concert. To see like Taylor Swift, it's what like five thousand people or something there. Yeah, probably even more. Even if it's ten thousand, yeah. if you send it to an influencer that has a hundred thousand followers and she posted on her or he posted on their story, you got to think that's ten Taylor Swift concerts filled with people of I like. I don't think people rationalize now mm -hmm. because like the numbers seem so like even you earlier today her video got 10,000 views and she was like it's not doing good I was, I was like, like I should delete it <laughs> no. and I was like that's good that's and she was really like compared good. to the million I was like do you know how many a million is I was like that's not gonna that's, happen all the time but yeah. like with a million it gets so skewed because I'm like oh it's only gone from 1.3 to 1.4 million today but it's like okay well yeah. the first day I was like wow I've reached 12k and it's <laughs> like 1.3 to 1.4 is a very big jump really mm -hmm. but like you said you just kind of but and that's one crazy. the beauty of TikTok. but two if you're doing it the other way like if you send 10 copies to 10 people that have a hundred thousand people and if even a third of their viewers look at their story and they just post the story with the link it's like hundreds of thousands of eyes that are on your book so and then i mean or even like um i just had a good idea about doing a giveaway Oh yeah, you could tell people, I've done, Alan and James did this uh -huh. before, where it's like, uh, you got, like, you got an incentive for posting it on oh, like your own story. Like if tag I Tag somebody and put this post, yeah, tag this or like story. Or like tag, the, now everybody can do links, like you could mm -hmm. have anybody put the link and tag you or whatever and be entered a chance to win the free book. Mm hmm Like. But I mean, do people want a free book? I mean, people will do anything for something free. Or you could make like a gift basket for the for a winner, a prize winner. Okay. You should so make some merch. Maybe. Sasha can make your merch. Oh my god, I could. Face mask was fun <laughs> until it wasn't. Hashtag drug. Face yeah. mask. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open. Yes. Oh, I love that. You could. You could, I mean with the cover on it. Um also she could send it to big shots in LA, like agents get their, um, like at CAA or mm -hmm. the agent's um, address. You just find out where they work and send a bunch. So this is all really fun and interesting because so many people asked me when I first, like Ian asked me when I told him I was going to publish it. He was like, what's like your end game? Like, why are you doing, like you asked, like You're why like all of a sudden? <laughs> and I was like, because if nothing else, at the end of the day, I have a book on our bookshelf that I can say I wrote and I can say I'm a published <clears throat> author. And then I was like, beyond that, then I was like, well, but also I'd like my story to be heard. And then it was like, well, but also I would like her to end up finding out about it because like you wrecked almost five years of my life. So this is, one of our friends was like, I hope that she sees it when she's coming out of a class one day and just pukes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Me too. Um, but now I feel like I didn't really, I didn't really think in the beginning that it could be something. But now like the more books I'm selling and like going places and people are like, oh my God, like people that I are like kind of acquaintance, semi-acquaintances have been like, oh, I read your book. Like somebody else was like, I have a 
like bridge club or some bunko, some card game. And she was like, somebody brought it to our club and was like telling everybody they should buy it. So I was like, oh my gosh, like now people actually want it. Now yeah. I'm feeling like I could do these things and like make something of it and like actually make it a thing. And you're sharing your story, which a lot of people can probably relate to that being gaslit, being lied to, like cheated on, you know, yeah. essentially it's like the same feeling. Right. And that's great for TikTok too. Yeah. Because so many people will comment like, oh my God, like this happened to me too. Right. So you're actually like helping people at the same time. Yeah. Which is There great. have been a lot of people that have been like, oh my gosh, I had a friend that did something similar or like so glad I cut so-and-so out of my life because I could have seen this happening. So. Yeah. Or like even go further and say like, these are the signs when I knew something was off. Like right. always listen to your gut. Like whatever feeling you were going through and like that specific detail, you don't have to give away the story, right. but you can just give away these like specific parts of it. And that's really what gets people involved. Mm -hmm. I remember so vividly <clears throat> talking to my mom on the phone one day when I was still living in Charlotte, still, I don't know if I was living with her or if we were still just really good friends in Charlotte, but she had told me that um, as a child, she had like struggled with anorexia and bulimia. And so I'm telling my mom this on, on the phone and my mom goes, do you ever? No, I'm not going to say it. And I was like, what? Say it. And she was like, God, I feel awful saying this out loud, but like, golly, this girl has gone through so much. Is it possible for one person to have had so much stuff, like freak things like this happen to them? in one lifetime and she's only 25 like it's not like she's lived a full life even and i was like mom who lies about cancer rape suicide eating disorders like these are serious things like i know her and i love her and she's a great person like no but then like i said earlier that seed got planted and i was like no she just no and i like went back in my head about like well, no, because that couldn't have been fake because of this and like trying to rationalize it and then left it. But like, like you said, looking back, I'm like, there were some red flags, but you don't see it when you're in it. And especially when it's someone that you think, you know, that you're yeah. like, mm -hmm. just believe them. <clears throat> so sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, I was just clearing my throat. Um, so clinically from your training, <laughs> would you classify her as a sociopath? Bipolar, um, not bipolar, borderline. I think she has borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. I think Munchausen. I think she could have Munchausen. And mom was asking me that last night because she was reading it while she was babysitting my kids. And she was like, how do you think she made herself look sick? Like, I know you can make yourself throw up easily by sticking your hand down your throat. But like, how do you make like your fingers and feet swell up? How do you make your skin start to yellow? Like, how do you make dark circles under your eyes? And like, I mean, I know how you make you know, IV marks on your arm, but like she was clearly physically doing or stuff for herself. Or make a mastectomy. Yeah. So like, Wait, I mean, she made herself yellow. She, I mean, she would come home from her treatments and look like hell. Like she had been run over by like a truck. So I don't know what she did to make herself look so bad. If she just like, and I mean, now that I'm looking back on it, it's like, you know, you're not in investigating like okay is this just your face could this be making you know like you're not asking yourself those mm -hmm. questions um but yeah she definitely made herself look sick so i think munchausen's has got to be in there somewhere because i think she had to have been doing something to make herself sick um and then I, but as far as like a sociopath or a psychopath she definitely doesn't seem to have any remorse and that's what people have been like well, don't you feel bad because she's mentally ill? Well, Jeffrey Dahmer was obviously mentally ill. Like, mentally stable people don't do things like this. So, mm -hmm. like, while I'm terribly sorry that she's mentally ill, like, that doesn't make me feel bad for exposing what she did to me and to so many other people. And I right. feel like, especially for her, there were so many times, like, because somebody said to me one day, like, well... Um, but maybe the lie just got like too big, so she had to keep it going. I was like, that <laughs> could have started? been that could have been believable if all she ever said was, "I have cancer." And then it's like, crap. I've told like, what do I just say now? It's better, you know. Like, so I could have, but maybe had some sympathy if that had been the case. But it was like the combination of the cancer went away, the cancer came back, the kidney failure, the blood disease, the, all the things, the rape, the, all the things that followed. And then the timing of her releasing the details was like 
clearly very premeditated, like telling me the night before my wedding that she has. So my cousin that was my maid well, of honor. Well, tell that story for people that haven't read it because she didn't really <laughs> tell you, like how you found out. Okay. The labels and everything. Okay, so the night before my wedding, we'd all been to my rehearsal dinner. I purposely only had one glass of wine because I was like, not going to be hungover tomorrow or feel bad. Um, we're all sitting on my bed at my mom's house. So it was my maid of honor, who's my cousin. She's an oncology nurse, Marie, and then my two other bridesmaids. So we're all sitting there just like, you know, in our jammies talking about like, tomorrow's going to be so fun. And Marie whips out like the old grandma, what would say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, pill containers mm-hmm. that break it down day by day. But instead she has like put little post-it notes and written drug names on each one. So, like, we were all aware that she was taking lots of prescriptions because she's, you know, like, been having cancer and for kidneys and all the things. But while she's going through them, my cousin, the oncology nurse, looks, and I don't remember the drug name. I'm pretty sure I put it in the book. But she was like, blah, 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 drug. Oh, my God. Why are you taking that? That's what we give, like, our sickest patients at the cancer center that are, like, about to die. And she was like, well, I have... Again, don't remember what the specific name of the disease was, but some like like plasma or something to do with your blood where it's like been so affected by the chemo that like now you're dying because of that. And we were just like, oh my God. And I remember very clearly, right? Like, so everyone had left the room except for my cousin who was sleeping in my bed with me. And I said, should I be worried about Marie? And she said, yes, but not the night before your wedding. So, like, the fact that she purposely, like, displayed the drug names knowing and revealed that she had this new disease when she already knows I've been sitting here talking about how, like, oh, my God, how will I sleep? I'm getting married tomorrow is, like, so, like, nothing could make me feel bad for her when she was so calculated. to Like, that wasn't even just in the moment she decided to do that. Like, you were at home and thought, like, hmm, let me bring my pill container and research what drugs to write down. So all the people on TikTok that have been like, well, how do you know she lied? Because no one's getting prescribed those drugs that doesn't have cancer. And I know she didn't have any of the diseases she said. So like whatever she gave me that she claimed was like a Benadryl. I think it was an Atarax is what she said it was. I feel like isn't, I mean, maybe it was what it was and it was a really strong dose and I was just a lightweight. (laughs) But I, within... 30 minutes of taking whatever I took, like was drooling asleep. Claiborne slept in my bed with me and said, I did not move the whole night. And she woke me up the next morning like, hey, it's your wedding, like wake up. So like, I'm already not a sleeper that just like knocks out for the whole night. And like mm-hmm. I said, even if I have like a doctor's appointment or like, I don't know, a flight to catch, I wake up multiple times throughout the night and I call it like anxiety <clears throat> sleep, you know, we're like, yeah. I dream about what's gonna happen the next day. And I was just dead to the world the whole night. So I really find people on the comments were like, well, Benadryl makes you sleepy. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I've had Benadryl before. Like this was not what a Benadryl did. This was like, I mean, maybe she, I mean, I'm not saying she gave me like heroin, but I think she did probably give me like Xanax Mm -hmm. or something that was like, I had had a glass of wine and then took that not knowing what it was. And it totally knocked me out. But I mean, that's how I know she lied about what drugs she had because she had literally seven different drugs lined out all labeled and they were all drugs that you would not have unless you were a very sick person. Wow. Well, and then also I didn't even thought about this until after the book was out, but we were talking about it and we were like, what if you had had three glasses of wine and it was Xanax or whatever and you OD'd? Like it could have been a million different things could have happened, but that's why you got to read the book because it's juicy, juicy. Wow. So, but you're, I think you're in such a good position to just like excel through this because you started this organically. Like you have all the hard legwork done to like a a business manager's thing. Like you have no inventory to worry about. You have fast and free shipping and returns. Like, and... I, like that's that's what I comment on Riley saying it's like I'm dyslexic and I have the last book I read was probably like C spot run yeah C spot run <laughs> and I read this in one day and I was there for all of this but it was so juicy I couldn't put it down and it was like three so, or four hours and I read the whole thing like even for me like I lived it all and I wrote the book recently right before I published it it had been years since I had gone back and looked at it 
me reading it again, I was like, God, that bitch. Like, I can't, <laughs> I couldn't even, I guess my mind has, like, tried to protect me and, like, black out some of the details. But, like, going, I'm so glad I wrote it now because I do, like, you know, your mind doesn't let you remember every single tiny detail, but I wrote them all down. So I do can remember them. But even the person it happened to, going back and looking at it, it's still entertaining to read because I'm like, yeah. This is just too wild. And then so many people have, to Windsor and to me, have been like, how did I never hear about this? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's not really something that I could just be like, oh, yeah, and by the way, it's like a full-on, I yeah, had to write a book about it to tell you the whole one story. One of my friends mm-hmm. from call, or from high school, Caroline Lane, Caroline, if you're listening, but called me and was like, okay, wait. And, like, she never, like, I don't remember this happening. And I was like, well, what was she going to just post on her Instagram when she found out? Like, oh, hey, my best friend's been lying about her life for the last five years. Like, just wanted to let everybody know. Let everyone know we're no longer friends. And I was like, if you were over for drinks or had asked, like, obviously it wasn't a secret. Yeah. But I was like, we weren't advertising it when it happened. Because it was also scary when it happened. Like, yeah. nobody really knew what to do and it was or kind what of like was going to happen next. I mean, it, once it got going, it kind of snowballed. But it was kind of like a slow unraveling of everything coming out, like... It started for sure the night she was at my house in Raleigh and spent the night and her mom had to come get her the next day. But then from there, it was like every time someone would go over or I would talk to her mom or something would happen, we'd be like, what? What? Huh? And then it was like all out. So it was a lot to process at the time. Yeah. I mean, everyone that I was close with at the time knew about it because I was like, just trying to figure out what was going on. But yeah, after that, someone else has been like, are you okay to talk about it? I'm like... Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, like you said earlier, it's kind of like being cheated on or a breakup. Like, it's kind of that weird thing of, like, I miss having you as my best friend, but then also you did something really terrible, and I don't want to have anything to do with you. So it's like, I miss you, but I hate you, and you're not the person who I miss. It's like a kind of a mind fuck trying totally. to like mm-hmm. think about how do I even feel about it. But now I'm totally fine. Like, I could talk about it all day and I'm not bothered. And It must be therapeutic for you, too, to have written the book and now talking about it and then your TikTok and, like, just telling everyone. And I feel like as unbelievable as it was, you were talking about, like, gaslighting earlier. Like, sometimes I feel like I almost, like, gaslight myself. Like, wait, you know, maybe that didn't... And I'm like, no, these things did happen. And, like, I'm glad now that people are seeing it and, like, validating that and knowing that, like... I wasn't just being like, because I mean, I am kind of a bridge burner. Like, I don't really keep friends <laughs> around of. that, like, you know, cross me. So it's, but it's not like this was just like a one time thing. Like, this was the most extreme thing I've ever been through to date and hopefully for forever. Yeah. Wow. Well, and there's so much other juice in the book that, like, mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about, like, the letters and just, like, so many crazy things that I was reading it. And same thing. I was like, you so- crazy? Like you're reading and you're like, are you kidding me? Her best friend from college and her college roommate and I have become friends since this having happened. Just like bonding over like we both went through this. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time that she came over to my house in Raleigh and we just like got beers and we're talking about it. And I wrote about this in the book. She was like, is he in home? And I was like, yeah, he's like in the other room playing video games or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, I don't want to upset him, but like, how is he doing and I was like he had broken his leg a few months prior so I was like oh he's good like that and she's like no I mean like the drugs and the gambling I was like what and she was (laughs) like yeah Marie had told me that like you guys had like gotten in tens of thousands of dollars of debt because of his gambling and his cocaine habit and I just like busted out laughing I was like of course she told you that I was like no and probably a reason for her not to want to associate right and so she texted me this week actually Betsy did and was like she was like, I know I lived this, but she was like, looking back, like, I guess because I didn't know Ian when when Marie told me that, I just was like, oh my God, poor Riley, like, that's awful. But she was like, now that like we're friends with Ian and I know him, it's like absurd that I would have even like considered believing that. But she was like, this is what she did. She like kept people apart, told people different lies that like for whatever reason benefited her. And then, yeah. So many little things like that. that it's just, and then God knows what she did that we don't know about. Right. Yeah. Right. Somebody said that on TikTok. They were like, wonder what she did with your toothbrush when you weren't home. Oh, and I was like, shit. I wonder a lot of things that she did when I like, I mean, 
And mom said that too. She was like, it would be so interesting to know like the behind the scenes of what was she actually doing all this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where the lifetime writers could get really yeah. creative with this. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay, well I'm gonna link your book on this and then I'll put I'll link the Facebook event too okay. onto the podcast. And we're filming this on Wednesday the twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'll try to get this ready to go out tomorrow. Oh, so great. that people can have it before Yay. Christmas. A nice gift for them. Yeah, this is your Christmas present. Um, and if you do need a last minute gift. Yeah, it's prime. It's prime, so But um thank you for sharing your story and all yeah. of this stuff and um everyone needs to go and check this out because yep it's juicy and again it's it was fun until it wasn't is the name of the book yeah just search it on amazon or use the link in our podcast but and then riley what's your tiktok riley bolton books okay great yeah. check her out and soon to be on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll be that's working your homework on, tonight. That's the homework. We'll be working on that. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, and I'm excited to have a manager slash social media coach over here. And yeah. I know you know all the things about branding and packaging and happy to help doing you. the things. So I feel like I have like the dream team. <laughs> yes, yeah. you do. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. okay bye. bye.